The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, and um, we are going to bring Jay Way straight on in. Y'all don't need any any introductions. Y'all know who this is. Wait, wait, wait. I this, like the intro. You like man. the intro? Well, you don't have to, but I mean, I like the intro, though. From Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay, Just like, let him know I'm from Shreveport, you know. Shreveport, Louisiana, coming in at 5'9". What? Huh? Huh? You okay? I didn't. I didn't hear the disrespect clearly. <laughs> Five ten in a little bit. Oh man, yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> Five eleven with dreads. Don't take my money from me, bro. Every <laughs> inch matters. <now. laughs> Five eleven and a half with dreads that's braided. Six two if they put in a, in a man bun on top. For as long as they don't go to the side of your head like they did me at the combine and the senior ball. Hey, six two if you put a man bun on top, man. Well, I try to get every coin. <laughs> every coin. Hey, hey man, we got got my man Ben McKee, Jonathan Wade here, Swain Event, man. We were talking we were talking D B technique, man. Corner, uh just talking a little bit about the bowl game and you know, we were, we were getting torched. Uh, you and I, you know, spoke yesterday and talking about Cam Sutton. Ben is a big Steelers fan, so it's great Ooh, that, you know, get I'm to watch Cam to Sutton. Um, but you you are a big Cam Sutton fan. Why? Loved his energy when he was in Knoxville, you know. The biggest way to get me to pay attention was put on the orange. That's it? You, you that gullible? <laughs> Yeah, every time. <laughs> I I did, you know. I went I went and put on the orange, so I wanna know, especially in the back end. Tech but technique wise, anything that stands out with Cam Sutton, anything you notice uh about about his game? He doesn't panic. He plays with with confidence, he doesn't panic. One thing, um when when in the SEC they don't do that as much at the in the next level. They don't play boundary corners. You may have a guy that matches a guy, but in in college, we we a lot of times use boundary corners, noticing that he was a guy that went to the boundary because for whatever reason, it's just the boundary. It's just you know the spot to be for the you know X receiver and the corner. So he he moved a lot at Tennessee. That was the biggest thing I noticed because that was something I wanted to do myself. They're not going to just let everybody do that though. So take us back to. Cause I've, cause this is like a learning experience for for us listeners, um, and I put myself in the same category because I wasn't in I wasn't in those rooms with you and Coach Slade. I wasn't in those rooms with you when using the NFL. All I knew is that whatever y'all's being taught, I'm I like I'm gonna beat y'all in practice. Yeah, you're like, trying to kill it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't really care what y'all's being taught. I learned y'all's technique to help mm-hmm. me win you know, during the routes, but I don't know what y'all was taught. So just take me back to, because I think it's good for our listeners to learn and hear how you were taught different things by different different coaches. Um, so technique-wise, what are some things that stand out when you were taught by Larry Slade playing the position of cornerback? 
leverage was always a big word. Um, um, and, and Coach Slade was also very good conceptually, if I said that word correctly, meaning down in distance, you know, kind of have an idea. If you can start to filter out things that won't happen or that can't happen, um, who's the receive, who are the receivers that can affect your area, your zone? When it's man-to-man, what down in distance is it? These are things that, you know, as, a, as you grow and as you get older, you start owning the position yourself. These are things that you take on and help you make plays all over the field. Like if you are aware it's third and three, you're not going to – you shouldn't play 17 yards off, mm. you know, with your, with your butt to the sideline belling. There's no bell technique in third and short. Third and three, you know, it's like fourth and one, and they, get, they act like they're going to – you know, they pile everybody up. They got ten people, nine people on the line of scrimmage with a running back behind them. And then one receiver, you know, you don't want to stay far off that receiver. So these are the things that Coach Slade kind of helped mature me in to the point to where I owned it, to where you now you want to be able to. If you have to be told, um, mm, I'm going to flip it to offense for a second. You remember I said something. No, you might not remember. I want Hooker to not have to check to the sideline when he checks his play. I remember. I know it's a, yeah, I know it's a check with me system. But – as a DB, you don't want to have to check to the sideline for everything. You want to have enough, you know, you want to have studied your information enough to where you know, like, based off splits, where they are lined up from the sideline to the numbers, from the tackle box to the numbers. That's going to tell you an out route versus a crossing route. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that, you know, just based off you knowing where they're lined up, concept, the, what is the offense trying to do to you? They condense you. To expand you. That's another concept. If they get in tight, you need to stay outside. Don't get in there all tight with them. They're doing that on purpose. Yes, you may get crossing routes, but we got a box of people in there, you know, that should be banging those guys on the way over. Mm. There's a lot of those things that that, that's what I picked up in college and kind of helped me make plays, you know, be in position, know what to look for. Stop being a chicken with my head cut off. What's up, Jay Wade? It's it's Ben. Wanted to ask you about uh Warren Burrell in uh the the bowl game when, when I number went back four. in well, well yes, number four. <laughs> well, well, when I was watching, I I was kind of confused because I mean he he's with the pass interferences, I mean he had four of them called against them and, and on the first three, I mean he's he's got the the receivers shoulder pads in both of his hands and i'm i'm wondering like surely that this is not what's being taught or or the proper technique because i mean if you've got your hands on the guy 10 15 20 yards down the field and and it's not like being physical i mean he has full grasp of of the receiver's shoulder pads and and not really letting go especially when the ball's in the air i mean the the ref is going to call a flag all day long, am I incorrect in, in thinking that? No, you're absolutely right. They are definitely going to call flag. Um, here's something that's interesting, that, and it took me into my 30s to really grasp this concept. I don't know how it's taught. Um, I don't know if it is taught, but um, you can't run grabbing a receiver. Like you, you will never be able to actually go make the play that you want if you are grabbing the receiver. Your hands aren't available. 
if we so there's like it's a mental thing that we have as DBs where some of us don't, some of them don't. If you notice, some of them instantly turn into wide receivers. You can see them get beat, and they're beat like a wide receiver that just missed the pass. It's a skill set that you do have to work, ball skills. I mean, it's, it's at that moment when the ball is on the way, you have to be comfortable enough in where you are and your ability to go make a play to just go get it. Because they're telling us in the rules they don't care if we're looking back for the ball. Right? They don't, they don't care. As long as we can get our eyes back and go make a play on the ball, they're going to let us play. But if we're just tackling the receiver as he's running, yeah, they're going to flag that every play. Fortunately, it's only 15 yards in college. Yep. Wait, there. Like I feel like Burrell is close, and I don't want to sit here and like r- r- <laughs> throw him under the bus and rip him. But this that's not that's not what we're trying to do. That's not what we're going to do. This it's just right, like, hey right. man, this is this is you know this is two dude to play here. Um, that and one that played at the next level. This position help us understand like. If he is close, can he get better? Are we, te- are we sure, coaching it right? I for sure think he's close. Yeah, like I feel like he's next, close. He's, close. He's, to the, he's, to the, he's next to the receiver. He's in, he's in some type of phase. You can be in phase and out of phase, which is still a phase that you are in. You know, but he, so he's there. He's not – I didn't see receivers running naked. So just some small tweaks. Like I said, we just got to go back to the offseason and just work it. Just work. Just get better. What did what did what did Terry Fair help you with when Terry took you and Inky, and you guys worked during the summer outside of the mandatory stuff you would do with the um, weight room and mandatory stuff that you well it really wasn't mandatory but it was <laughs> but but what what did what did Terry teach you and help you with matchups. Terry wasn't big. So Terry was the one who helped me with understanding the Meachams, how to deal with the Meachams and how to go make plays with the When you're a DB and you're dealing with somebody that's just born bigger, they just, you know how y'all say. Yeah. They just birthed better. You, they, you were beat at birth. Beat at birth. There it is. You six, remember. 6'3", six, six, is normally going to be the corner at birth. Correct. But there's certain ways that places on you know on the receipt. There are positions I never need to be in as a DB to meet him because of his size. It's positions you never need to be. You never need to think that you're even with Tyreek Hill. You can't play Tyreek Hill the same way you play Mike Thomas. There's so many fine details in playing corner <laughs> that you can't have enough good information. Let me ask you this, Jay Wade. Obviously, mm-hmm. Warren Burrell, a.k.a. number four, he, he's got mm-hmm. some work to do on his technique. But my biggest concern for him is his confidence. I mean, he is it's not like there's another game this Saturday <laughs> in, in which he right. can go out and, and build some more confidence, make some plays. I mean, he's he's got to deal with that weight all offseason long, and, and that's a, a, a long time. I mean, is there any way that he can, you know, Reshape his, I got his confidence over the offseason. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And Swain, I want you to respond to 
Um, would it be better to have the, a game like that at the end of the year, being able to come back? Or would it be better to have that game that number five for Cal Bears had when we played them the opening game of the season and then come back? What's better? Um, having that game, <clears throat> you talking about uh, that was Saquon Thompson, number five. He was a redshirt freshman. He had he had some dreads hanging out the back of his jersey. He had a rough day. Y'all killed him. Y'all killed him, but y'all made him. <laughs> He had a rough day. He had a rough day. Yep. But I would rather have y'all, that game early. Y'all made him, though. Y'all made him. He was made after that game. Y- y- yeah, I, but I would rather have it early, man. I mean, a whole offseason? I mean, that That's could, a long time. They could, I mean, that can drive you, motivate you, and, and push you to train. But I think it depends on what type of dude you are, too. Um, and the surroundings. And the surroundings. Who's around them? What type of, what type of atmosphere? What type of surroundings? Does he have around him? Because I mean, if he's if they're pushing him to get better, and you're our guy. I mean, he's he's going to come back. But what year is he? He's young, right? He'll be a senior. Oh, he'll be a senior. Yes. Okay. With two years to play. Yeah, this will be his fourth year. But he'll have got, but he'll have two more years because of the COVID year. Yeah, yeah, he got time. To, he got time to figure it out. Man. Nine months time. is a long time to. The fester on that performance. I, I just worry about his confidence. Hmm, well, maybe it's a good thing they don't play again this for. Saturday. Nah, we definitely need to play again. We need to play every weekend <laughs> until we get it right. That's but we are close. But, and, and that's what I was saying. Way it wasn't like he was getting torched on curl routes or out routes where he was, you know, falling, slipping. There's five, six yards of, of separation. That's when. That's when you just don't have any hope for a DB. He's like, hey man, right, this, right, right, this, right. Yeah, he wasn't getting torched. This dude ain't gonna, this dude don't have a chance. If he's getting beat on those type of routes, like your feet, you, you're not gonna have a chance. It it was the body to body, 50 50 ball plays where he's there in position, but there's one little tweak. There's like in the studio, there was one what little was chord. I got yeah. I got about 60, 70 chords that run. In this, in this, in the studio, and one little chord, man, can be the difference between clear audio and a little bit of static. And that one little chord can make the biggest difference. And I feel like for one Burrell, there's something small for him. There's something small for him that <clears throat> will will make the difference for him. I just can't put my finger how on it, picks, which is why I'm calling you. Do it. Which how many picks does he have this season? Um, <clears throat> I don't. Did I don't, he have one? I don't. I don't. I don't know if he had a pick this season, man. I Let's don't see. remember a one interception. We got it. He just needs to be. He needs to become. He needs to play receiver this offseason. He needs to just become a receiver. He needs to catch balls. He needs to never work on trying to break up a pass again. You trying to move? To on, you trying to move his position? No, no, no. But Trayvon Diggs is a receiver at corner. Uh, so he needs to get so, into the receiver mentality. Yes, the ball when it's in the air, it's his. Forget the receiver. Forget the receiver. That's what he needs to. That's what he needs. But it's, it can't just be somebody saying it and then him say it has to become something that he understands. Once the ball comes out of the quarterback hands, the people in the stands can actually run out of the stands and go get it if they can get on the field fast enough. It's anybody's ball at that point. He's, he was. He appeared to be stuck on trying to make sure the receiver didn't get it versus mm. me go get it. Mm. 
Mm. All right, so he, give me. He, does, he doesn't have a career interception. Slade told me until you get, they come a lot easier after you get the first one. So until you get the first one, you're mentally trying to get over that hump. I remember that. So once he gets the first one, everything might change. But he's just got to get the first one. But like you guys are saying, he said he's not blown. He's not on his face on the ground. I mean, he was on the one play, but like he's not being beat by these receivers in this last game. We didn't see him getting torched. Just the technique was off. I'm trying to say that as nice as possible. <laughs> you, you, you did. When was your first interception? Ole Miss. That was 2005. it. Damn, yeah. you, had a, you had a pick six, and I, and I don't look like you knew what to do with it after you picked it off. The receiver mentality. I mean, I did. When I got the rock. They threw it. I know I can go get it. You know, I know I can go get it if it's available. Just go, go, go take it. The amount of regret I have for interceptions that I did not go get is insane. You, you want to know something cool? So our very yeah. own Ben McKee was at that game. He was. He looked like. Young Shelton at that game. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my first ever game inside of Neyland Stadium. I probably remember your pick six in that football game better than than anybody out there, uh, other than you, because that was my first career game or first career game, my first game at Neyland Stadium as a fan, and I, that that is the one thing that I remember from that football game. What? How old were you in that game? That was 05. I was ten. Oh man! How you like that, way? How you like that? Yeah, that just made. I, I just felt some gray hair pop out. <laughs> How about that? Wow, that's awesome, yo. Um, I I remember Coach Slade. That was the first time Coach Slade asked me what happened on the play, as if he didn't see it. <laughs> I thought he was your coach and watched the film. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't know what happened. Yeah, it didn't. It was it was jumbled up over on the side. Like the receiver made a mistake, when the quarterback made a mistake. But like it was just jumbled up, and he literally just threw it to me. But sometimes that's what it takes. Like even for Burrell, it might just take someone just throwing him one, and then him turning around and scoring with it, and then him realizing, man, if I can just do this again, find a way to get the ball again, instead of make sure I don't let my receiver catch it. That's two different DBs. I got an idea. Maybe there needs to be a a four meetup. Maybe you need to reach out to Warren Burrell, former number four, current number four, and um, offer that young man some 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 love, man. Some maybe confidence booster. Let him know that you understand what he's going through. Maybe I'm down four to four. You know, it's personal with me. Yeah, maybe maybe we need to do that. I mean, you've been trying to help. I have, and I had somebody help me the same way. I, I had a Terry Fair. So, I get it. I'm not against anything. You can be his Terry Fair. You can be his Huckleberry. Bingo. Hey, wait, I, I have one last question. Come on. Why Why is it that DBs celebrate an incompletion even though they don't do anything on the play? Like, the quarterback could overthrow a receiver by, by 40 yards, and, and DBs act as if they won the Super Bowl. First of all, let me sit up for this one. First of all, we're the only people on the field that don't get to rotate. So when that receiver just had, when they just had that one incompletion you're talking about, they probably just sent us on three go routes to play before with three <laughs> different receivers. That's a good point. Uh, at deep, we have to be the most confident 
most selfish, most uh, amnesia-having people on the face of the planet. Um, I don't know, bro. I mean, we're just intense. You you have to be like that. You have to feel like they can't beat you. Even if they do beat you on a touchdown, you have to feel like it was your fault and you messed up. So when we when when there is so we, I, I don't know. Hey, I'm trying, dog. I'm trying to answer your question. I don't know why we celebrate everything. I'm more I guess so maybe because every, everybody everybody wants us to get beat. Everybody likes when Swain scores a seventy yard touchdown. What, Except 30? us. We know Swain ain't scoring no seventy yard touchdowns. That that's Beachum. That's true. More like thirty. Hey, if, I did have one against Memphis someone, though. And Marshall. If someone tosses a pencil to someone next to me, I will knock it out their hands. I don't like <laughs> I, I don't like completions around me, period. I love it. Let me ask you so I need to let you go get your look your, your coffee, man. Get 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 up, get going. I know you got a big day ahead. Um about big band, man. When we see DBs running with receivers and they're yeah. chest-to-chest of receivers, it seems like they're out of position, not able to make a play, as opposed to them facing the the, 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 the quarterback and their chest facing the quarterback. When do you do one or the other, and what's the best position to be in? That's going to be based off of your skill set. Um, me being a faster, quicker guy, I used to be told that I could allow people to run up on me more before I was to turn to them and take my vision away from the quarterback. Um, it's a skill set thing. And everybody <laughs> is different. I mean, you know, the 4-3 guy isn't going to turn and open up his hips and his back pedal the same way a 4-5 guy is. He doesn't have the same confidence. Um, it's a, it's a, it, bro, it's a field. It's a work. It's all those things that, like, uh, unless you've got a system for it, which Dion has at JSU, which um, Saban has at at Bama, and these are two I'm speaking of because I've I've, I've watched them practice, um, and they they are teaching them to do it a certain way. It's it's just it's your skill set. What type of ball skills do you have? How confident are you? DBs with ball skills follow the ball. It's much, the, the last thing you want is a DB with ball skills to see is to see the quarterback throw it. All right, I got one more question. Come on. You're a guy to study other other DBs, and Dion was a four two guy. Uh, we've seen fast corners be really really good, but Duran Rivas was like a four 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 five guy. What? Incorrect. Incorrect. How fast was he? He was four three. Darrell Reeves is 4-3? Yes. And what, what time? What 40? At the combine. He ran a 4-3 at the oh, 40? The, at, the, at, the, at, the, at his pro day, he went 4-3-9. He was like 4-3-9 and like 4-4 flat, something like that. He is one of those people, and I've asked because I didn't know that. I, it, it, did, it doesn't look fast, right? So he's one of those people that, let me see, who can I say? Hefney. 4-3-8 was Reeves's. 40 at his pro day, 438. Yeah, I saw that 2007. Yeah. Ultra competitive, meaning he might not be able to. His 
his time, he, he's not a track guy, but if me and him were to have lined up on the track, most of the people that knew him would feel that he would win because they know that he's the type that will do anything to win. So he had that, he was that type of mentality. Like you couldn't catch a pass on him and walk through. He would die for it. He was always going way harder than the person in front of him. It's probably a bad example because he's he 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 was fast, but yeah. technique wise, mm-hmm. one of the best dudes I've seen. You can't undo, you cannot duplicate what Revis did. Not that that's bad, but yeah, his technique was flawless with what he did. Skill set though, his thick ass was heavy handed. So when he put them hands on you, you stop, bro. I wasn't heavy-handed. Like, I'm not heavy-handed like that. <laughs> or like Namdi. Namdi was 6'2". Namdi used to shoot that one arm across the line. I can't do Namdi's game. So I'm not 6'2". Yeah, he he had long arms, too, man. He scratched the bottom of his kneecap standing straight up. Absolutely. But I can't, I can, you know, as a corner watching him, I can't think that I'm going to go do Namdi game. No. Can't be taught Namdi's game. No. I can try to steal from it, but, you know, you got to use the skill set that you have as a DB, and you have to get better at that. What I have learned is that I do not envy anybody who tries to play defensive back. I, I have more right. of an appreciation for your position after today, Jay Wade. Now re-ask me that question you asked me earlier. Why we celebrate after an incompletion? <laughs> I understand. I just – look, yeah. Dre Kirkpatrick – triggered me while he was at Bama and then with the Bengals doing it to, to Tennessee, doing it to, to my Steelers, he triggered me. Yeah, I was surprised that I was happy to see Nick Saban. Uh, I didn't think Nick Saban would allow the Drake Kirkpatrick at Alabama, to be honest with you. That much that much personality, that much like attitude, but you know, when you can lock it in and, and, and focus it, man, that shit helps. Yeah. Yeah, well, Wade, I sent you one bro's information, man. So um, I love for you guys to connect, and maybe we can, <clears throat> maybe you can help one bro uh, not forget about the bowl game, but use it as motivation, and uh, we can t- connect former players with current players, and you can be you can be his Terry Fair, man, because uh, I know you wouldn't be where you where you went if it wasn't for Terry Fair, man. He he took your game to another level, not. Taking credit away from you, you was pretty good too. But nah, I got you. I know what you mean. Yeah, man. Terry, Terry was Terry was great. Man. I was kind of jealous. I was like, man, damn, when when some old receivers gonna come back and talk to us and work <laughs> with us a little bit? But maybe you can be that for Warren Burrell, man. Or whoever, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, give me his info, man. I'll reach out to him. All right, I sent it to you. I sent it to his, uh, his Twitter account. So I don't know if he's on Twitter, but uh, yeah, I don't know if he's been on since the game. But man, reach out to him and um, y'all chop it up. Will do, man. Good talking to you guys, man. All right, man. Much love. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Good talking to you too, man. All right, bro. Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. Big thanks to Jay Wade for for joining us. We'll take a brief timeout here in hour number three. That is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Reinventing men's health care. Don't go anywhere.
Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. 
That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. IrisNetworksUSA.com. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hour three is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Hope you had a great new year as we are on the fourth day of the year. And there are many people talking about the new year, new you. And man, it's time to do something about it. There's a lot of people talking about Low T. Um, but do your homework and make sure that you go to a, a provider that you can trust. And I recommend Low T Center myself. I've been um, there for several years. Matter of fact, I am slated to be making uh, an appearance in the Low T Center here really, really soon. I got to go there. I got to go to Tennessee Regional Sports Medicine. I got this plantar fasciitis that's that's been killing me for the last two or three months. I've been ignoring it, uh, trying to fight through it, play through it. Uh, but not, I'm not a Tennessee volunteer anymore on the field. So got to do something about it. And low T is another um, thing, too, that, guys, you just can't ignore. You got to do something about it. And um, low T Center specializes in men's wellness. They check all of your levels to make sure that you are healthy. They just don't check for testosterone. Um, they check for tons of other things as well. So, uh, they will determine the cause of any symptoms that you are having, whether you are a candidate for low T or something else like the low thyroid or even sleep apnea. LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. Let's go to the phones. And then we'll come back and see and you know, learn, see what we learned from uh, Jonathan White. Let's let's see. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who do we have? Hey, Turkey Man. How you doing, bro? What's up, Turkey Man? Hey. I was going to ask Mr. Wade there. You know, he's an expert on this teaching uh, defensive backs and, and all. How how would he approach uh, that uh, stance uh, that uh, Bush Jones era that they had? What was it, a crawler or crawler or uh, leaping tiger? What was what was that stance they was in? Are uh, you talking about uh, when, when Coach Azani had the receivers lining up? You know, in a really, really, really low stance at wide receiver. We called it the crouching tiger. Is uh, a is a, a joke. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. well, well, what is this deal that I'm seeing? That uh, I think it's mostly Alabama's players that do it. I guess others do it too. But when they score a touchdown, they look like they're doing some kind of stance, like the uh, Karate Kid. Uh, the uh, you mean the dance? Crane, the crane deal. Oh, they're doing the Karate Kid. They're doing the Karate Kid. That's that's what they're doing. That's, that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. Yeah, they, that's what they're doing. They're doing the Karate Kid. Uh, Russo. Well, uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Wax on, wax off. Yeah. I'll, get, I'll, I'll wax on on out of here. All right, man. <laughs> no, I'll talk to you later. All right, I see. Daniel son. Daniel son. Daniel son. Daniel Russo. The best... Car salesman 
on the West Coast, if you go watch the documentary or watch the show, Cobra Kai, which season two has started. Oh, man, it's on. It's on, Ben. It's on. One day you're going to have one of those one of those crappy takes about my about my bears. I'm going to, hi-ya, hi-ya, hit you with that Daniel son. There, there's no way that you can have a crappy take on the Bears. The Bears <laughs> do it to themselves. I know, right? All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, Swain. Hey, Ben. Good morning. How are you guys? Man, we are wonderful. How are you, sir? Hey, doing well. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, Swain, I know I called in earlier and just uh, wanted to call back and uh, bring uh, bring up the NIL deals with those A&M players and, you know, see what are the ramifications if a player does leave uh, midseason and they've got this million-dollar, multi-million-dollar uh, NIL contract and, uh, you know, what are those terms and conditions? Because I know anytime I get a new iPhone or I have to sign up for emails and I have to click those terms and conditions, I don't read anything. So what happens when one of those kids that maybe comes from a, you know, an unfortunate situation seven figures, that's a lot of money. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of money for anybody. And they just get excited and they sign away and then, you know, they don't get the playing time or, you know, don't like the coach or whatever happens, just doesn't pan out. And they decide to leave. You know, what happens when those companies or the boosters or whoever want to recoup that money? You know, are they going to open up these kids to, you know, be in a worse position uh, than they were when they got there? Yeah, I, and I remember I remember you calling in. We had a brief conversation during break, um, and this is I'm thinking from the school's perspective here. If you are the school, the worst possible thing that could happen is for a kid to leave, and the money is messy publicly because that can hurt you moving forward. To where, like, the school is trying to recoup money and this company is trying to recoup money. Uh, not, it won't be the school. It will be, you know, the the LLC or the business trying to recoup, recoup money. You don't want a public mess. If I have a kid that wants to leave and you have invested $1 million, now these deals will be paid, I would assume, monthly. If, I'm, if you're smart, you pay these things monthly. You don't pay them. You don't give a dude seven figures, lump sum. For the entire year of 2022, you give them monthly installments. And so as soon as you leave that month, boom, it stops, it's void, everyone walks away. You don't want any drama. Nobody wants drama, either side. So if you want to leave, that's fine. And if you're Texas A&M, you don't want any type of public mess. So you pay him, you know, if it's the remainder of the contract, if that's, that's in it. Cool, do it. But I just don't see where a school will allow a public mess to happen because that is that is NCAA being called, which I don't know who's afraid of NCAA anymore. But that's just some some public some um, some publicity you don't want. Is how I look at it. But I think it will happen. Like I told you during during uh, the break when we called in and talked about it briefly, I think it's going to happen. I think there's going to be a kid that leaves in the middle of that contract. And I think the school or the organization, the third party group, the group of donors, they're going to do everything in their power to keep it on the low, low. 
You don't want that bad pup. No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could just see a kid, especially one, you know, who's right down the road from Knoxville, whose dad's been very public, you know, about his recruitment. And, you know, he's got two other kids that he kind of fronts out on social media and, you know, just say his five-star son doesn't walk in and automatically get playing time, um, who probably did get one of those big NIL deals. No doubt about it. You know, to, to, to start getting on the Twitter machine, you know, and putting some heat on those boosters, which then puts heat on the coaches. So I just see this kind of being a, you know, the snowball effect of, you know, coaches or schools feeling pressure to get kids on the field that, you know, it's probably not their time to be on the field. Um, and it ends up doing more harm than good. But anyway, guys, I, I hope y'all have a great day. I'm going to hang up uh, and just wanted to remind you, Swain, that Mitch Trubisky is the GOAT of the Chicago Bears. Um, put him in the ring of honor, you know, uh, hang the banner. And anyway, guys, happy Tuesday. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Hey, thank you, man. It's been uh... – Trubisky, Cutler, and McMahon has been the best three quarterbacks in the last 30, 40 years, it seems like. So, I mean, hey, Trubisky wasn't good enough for the Bears, but, man, he was better than what we've been used to. Um, All I know is Mitchell Trubisky will be in the playoffs this year and Justin Fields will not be. That's true. That is, that is true. Um If if I'm a school man, part of the contract is like an NDA where like, hey man, we don't need we don't need your parents on Twitter. Like, shut your mouth. We about to give you this bag. You gonna play football, and here's a contract. Do not have your parents on social media acting a fool. If if it's done right by Texas A&M and other schools. Because money changes people, man. Money have people acting acting funny, acting crazy. You put some money between two friends, man, things get weird. Business is business. And you can't tell me that, you know, player from down the road, five stars, that's going to Texas A&M, you can't tell me that NIL is the big reason why he's going. That's good for him. Get Get your bag. Take advantage of your leverage while you, while you can. You got this nice window that's open. Take advantage of it and set your family up. No problem with it. Cool. But understand, when you get to school, it, it, you got to work. It's time to play football and all that negotiating and all that, those lights and cameras and things like that before you even played it down and made a play. Man, those those lights dim until you start making some plays. So who's going to, to reel it back and understand that football is first? I mean, I was in, when I was in Nashville hosting the UT alumni tailgate at the, at the old Red. You know, I brought in, I brought on Addison Nichols on stage. He was there uh, with some family, and so happened to be at the event. We talked off stage. I brought him up. He shared why he picked Tennessee. Man, he's 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 gonna be awesome in front of a camera on a microphone. He's gonna be great. Maybe he can be the next K Mays as far as offensive lineman here locally that's marketable. But I told him, it comes after school and football. The more opportunities you have will be predicated on how great you are as a player. So it's football first. It's schoolwork first. And he understood that 100%. We'll see if these other players around the country understand that or if they think it's over just because they signed a nice NIL deal in the front end. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Hello? Hello. Good morning. Welcome hey, in. 
This is Rodney. How you doing? What's man? up, Rodney? Hey, hey I'm on the ones and twos, man. So we nobody's gonna, you know, answer the phone and and ask you how your day is doing and all that stuff. We don't care. Just come on in here and talk. Okay. So <laughs> uh, since you see how this NIL is affecting college football, um, and it's basically like the one and done in basketball. So Tennessee can't get in a bidding war, I don't think, with Texas A&M and the oil money. No. So what if Tennessee took the approach of the Gonzaga of the world? I mean, the one and done ain't really won the championship. And I don't know, last time somebody won one and done, maybe Carmelo. Um, but the Gonzagas build their team through, you know, lower pick, and they, and they coach them up. So we we gonna, we can't get in that bid war with the Georgia, the Texas and the Alabama. So how can Tennessee get past a ten win season when this when it's became a free for all? I can tell you right now, Rodney. You you have to be selective about who you are going in all on, going in all in on, um, and going to pay big money to. A and M is is doing it. Is paying big money to everybody. Everybody. I, I think you have to be more selective, and just because you're spending the most money doesn't mean that you are you have the best players or you have the best team. Because I feel like the one SEC team that's that's playing in championship that's, that has not won championships since 1980. I feel like they was out here breaking more than Alabama, but that don't mean their team is better, and doesn't mean that they won more, but. Just because you spend the most doesn't mean that you have the best. So, for Tennessee, it starts with the quarterback position. And there are surefire players like Jadavion Clowney, like you know Andrew Luck, in this case, Nico. Um, there are your Eric Berries. There's your Adrian Petersons out there. Your Leonard Fournettes. Your, your, you know, your Calvin Johnsons coming out of high school. There are guys like that that you say, all right, we got to pony up for this one. But I don't think you have to be reckless and drop $25, $30 million in a recruiting class. You just have to, you have to be selective. But you have to play in that arena. Like, you have to play ball. You can't sit on the sideline. And I don't think you can take the Gonzaga approach at all. I think you have to be involved and be active. You just don't have to, you know, waste a bunch of money and and drop as much as A&M. No one's going to outbid A&M in Texas. Like, it's not going to happen. Not even Texas? Because, te- well, Texas and Texas A&M kind of the same when it comes to money. Okay. They got the same type of boosters, man. They still got all money boosters. Yeah, that's what I'm You just wait to start. Sarkeesian gets, you know, b- you know, builds out the infrastructure. Remember, he came from Alabama, too. Kirby Smart came from Alabama. It took Kirby a little bit just to get with the people of Georgia and go, hey, man, this is what they're doing in Alabama. Let's do the same thing. Sarkeesian's going to do the same thing. It just takes a little time. And it's harder for Sarkeesian, too, because those Texas boosters think they hung the moon and invented football. So what did Pruitt get? He got the, a book for the dummies? Um, Pruitt just was dumb about it. Oh, God. Pruitt was hmm. reckless. Wow. Pruitt was reckless. But Pruitt wasn't, wasn't you know, he the NIL stuff dropped it in, in July. So... You know, I don't know what Peru would have done with the NIL stuff. Probably would have been messy, messed that up too. But 
Texas A&M seems like they have a system that's working out so far. Um, I know Alabama has a system NIL. I know Georgia's probably going to do the same thing. There is a system that's putting that's going to be put in place. Speaking of NIL, Rodney, thanks so much. Thanks so much for the phone call, my brother. All right. Um, before we get out of here, I want to I want to highlight uh, one thing, Ben. We did not mention it, and that is Justin Williams got his first NIL deal. The Tennessee running back signee got his first deal. He tweeted out um, a photo of him along with the guys from Spire Sports, um, Spire Sports Group, and um, he picked up his first deal, Ben. So it's good to – to see that it's good to see that some of the top guys in our class have already gotten deals and don't need to know a number amount. Don't need to know that at all. I don't, I don't want to know that publicly. I don't want that out there publicly. Well, and that's not the type of deal that Justin Williams got anyway. It's, it's not a deal with dead end barbecue and he's going to get paid this X amount to do these X amount of things. I mean, it, it's a, uh, I kind of view it as just kind of hiring an agent almost of where Surprise Sports is going to help him make money over over the next couple of years or forever, however long um, while he's at Tennessee, essentially just uh, autograph signings and appearances and, and things like that. So uh, good for Justin Williams, but it, it's not like uh, he's getting this X amount of money from this X amount of companies. I mean, it, it's it's going to be kind of a, a more of a, a working relationship, if that makes sense. He's, he tweeted out, excited to execute one of my first NIL deals with Spire. So, I, you know, I have not. That's, I mean, I like being in another dude's pocket business anyways when it comes to stuff like this, but obviously there's a relationship between Swain Vent and Spire because we work together on Tennessee Prime. Um, so it would be nothing for me to call my guys over there aspire you know get some little details about the deal i do feel a little uncomfortable being in somebody's business like that um but i'm just happy that justin williams and, and our guys are, are are getting deals and we don't have to put out detailed information about the the amount the number of deals like i remember this past summer when miami all that stuff was out I don't want it to be like that. I want our I want the recruits that are being recruited to be like, yeah, man, Tennessee, you know, they, they got some good deals over there. It don't have to be public. Like it don't it don't it don't have to be. I, I want to work. I want to move in silence. That's kind of the way I want to work. Not saying you you know you're being sneaky or underhanded because nil is legal, but there's just some things that's not for the public. But happy that. Justin Williams is able to show that, hey man, I just signed with Tennessee a couple, couple days ago. Boom. I have one of my NIL deals in place thanks to Spire Sports Group. So, good job, Hunter. Good job, James, making it happen. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow 7 a.m. Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a great day. Peace and much love. We are out.